Hey guys, welcome back to the Did That Really Happen podcast. It is season three. This is uh, one of my favorite shows that we get to do. And you're going to hear probably a lot more mic noise than you normally would because we are sitting here at the East Hill Lectureship recording this with three handheld mics. I'm out of breath because I'm overweight and uh, we're going to see what happens. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest host today. He's my co-host for this episode, uh, Josh Kennedy. Welcome to the program. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, uh, let's see here. We're also I'm also trying to mute this live, so it's going to be a, a joy for this episode. The good thing is no one cares. No one <laughs> no one cares about this episode. Um no. So we have a, a guest that you will recognize on the podcast network. Uh he used to host his own show and now he's doing some other things on the writing side. Jameson Stewart, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to be here. I'll just raise my hand whenever I want to talk, so you'll know to unmute me. There we go. Um, or if it's not worth hearing, then you just keep me muted. Well, if we do it like we've done in the past, I'll just keep everyone muted, and I'll just talk for you know, 30, 40 minutes and see what happens. Um, Jameson is a, a classmate of mine from my last six months at MSOP, but he's also like one of my longest friends that I've ever had. Um, he's older than I am by a couple of years, I think, but it feels like we grew up together because we went to camp all the time. We did everything like that. So the basic format of the show, if you've never listened, is nonsensical. Uh, we we just tell stories that come to mind. Uh, both Josh and Jameson are going to have the ability to kind of tell some stories that they've got. And we basically just go until either we're not funny anymore, so this could be a very short episode, or until we run out of stories. So I'm going to go ahead and ask for them to raise their hand with who would like to go first. All right, Josh. All right, I guess I can go first. Um, you know, it's always funny when you're trying to come up with stories of what actually happened because in preaching, some people just have super boring experiences and it's just nothing happens at all. And then other people, it's like chaotic every day of the week. And, you know, that's from my perspective, I guess one of the ones that comes to mind for me was we went door knocking one day in South Arkansas and we were just going from door to door, check, trying to invite people to worship and invite people for Bible studies and things of that nature. And we went up to this one house and there were four people sitting in a car and they all were, every one of them, I think, had some sort of alcoholic beverage. And we just started inviting them. We talked to them for a little bit. And one of the ladies there we had talked to in the past, and this guy in the back just starts laying into us. Mm -hmm. I mean, gets so upset about everything to do with religion and Christianity. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out what to do. The elder that's standing next to me, he's just at a loss, doesn't know what's going on. Right. And then these two ladies that are sitting in the car with a, or with this guy, they turn on him so fast and start just laying into him <laughs> on our behalf. They're like, these people just came over here. They're trying to be so nice to us. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and so now I'm trying to keep from laughing. And this elder is still in shock. He doesn't know how to respond to all this. And these two ladies are just going to town on this guy. Yeah. And by the end of it, we invited those people. And one of the ladies turns to us and said, well, we're so thankful for the invite. And we'll definitely try to talk to you later. This guy, we don't know what's wrong with him. He's just a, he's just an idiot and moves on with this whole story. <laughs> Campaigns are probably like the 90th percentile of 
where all the stories come from. If Amen. I just use 90th percentile wrong, <laughs> shut up. I don't, I mean, what do you, what do you want from me? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, You're a preacher. Yeah, I'm just a preacher of the gospel. I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing. Come on, man. Um, we had an interesting campaign uh, election year in 2016. Oh, yeah. We went to Duluth, Georgia. Um, and I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but we, we both ended up having some type of connection to the family we stayed with and bless their hearts. They didn't know, uh, brother Don Walker, who has since gone on to his reward, he is a character. And so we got there. I think we drove his truck. Was that, or is that to PTP? No, that was there. Okay. So we drove his truck. Yeah. (laughs) We drove his truck up. Because he was flying in or something. It was something weird. He had another engagement. He couldn't be there Sunday, and he was going to be there Monday through Wednesday. Well, Monday night, the NFL season's still going on. And uh, by the way, I fixed the mics. You can, you're can you unmuted now, so talk whenever. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but Monday night of the gospel meeting, I think the Cowboys were playing the Redskins at the time. Now they're the Washington Commies. And... um he said, hey, guys. Let's... I can't believe that it's not actually their name. I know. <laughs> um, he said, hey, guys, let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the game. And so we didn't think about it until we were in the car with him. Wait a minute. We're not staying in a hotel. We're staying with people. And neither one of us thought to tell them. And then Don didn't let us get back until like 1130 or midnight. <laughs> and so the next morning, do you remember what they had done? No, I I don't. They left a key outside one of our rooms as, I think, a subtle, like, oh, just stay out as late as you want, but we're not staying up. They must have left it out for for your room. (laughs) Must have. Because I I don't remember that. I just remember opening the door, and it it was either on the kitchen table with one of our names by it, or it was right outside the door. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember getting the message loud and clear, like, don't do that anymore. Don't don't make us stay up. And they were really nice, and I think they even, like, Maybe breakfast, like they did some food oh, yeah. for us too. Yeah. Like while we, which was, I mean, they didn't have to because I think there was food at the church building, right? So I mean, like they went above and beyond, and I think we were very apologetic. We're like, look, we, yeah, we're sorry. We would have been back a lot sooner, but you know, what are we going to tell our instructor? <laughs> exactly, because Don <laughs> controls our Don, <laughs> Don was one of those where he would like walk into class and be like, Jameson, Michael, where we eating today, and then he'd walk out. It's <laughs> like. Just everyone knew now we're going to eat with him. We just don't know like where. And it was mostly Soulfish. Yeah. Um, that yeah. place has really kind of gone down since then. Like it's, it's always changed. The food the menu's food, different. The food's still good, but it's yeah. so packed. You yeah, know, yeah. it used to be like a really good kept secret. You could go eat there on the lunch break. Everybody knows now. You can't do that anymore. Um, do you remember election night? What we were doing? We yeah we we went and saw some movie because mm-hmm. it was like late. Brother Walker just wanted something to do, I'm yeah. sure. And so we went and saw a movie, and he kept asking very loudly yes. during this movie. And there were people <laughs> sitting near us, like, who was winning? And, like, you know, <laughs> and I was, he was like, you know, okay. Um, the the best part was I told him who was ahead at the time, and he went, awesome. <laughs> and this guy had, like, had enough, and he turned around and kind of glared at me, and I just looked at him like, what do you want me to do, man? I mean, what yeah. what do you expect me to do? I just have this image of him just nudging someone next to him, hey, where, how's Nevada doing? Like, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, what I was had doing. an app on my phone, and he sat in between Jameson and I, <laughs> and so it's Doctor Strange we were yeah, seeing, because right, yeah. it was the new Marvel movie. I'm trying to pay attention, and Dom would not let me put my phone down. <laughs> he kept saying, hey, man. How's Colorado looking? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> he don't he, care anything about the yeah, movie. Is he going to take Pittsburgh? Is he going to take Pennsylvania? 
And uh, he he always was just so goofball-y. If you didn't know him outside of a, an official spiritual setting, you would have never pegged that about him. But inside the classroom even, he could go from so serious to so goofy in an instant. Yeah. Um, Whenever we would start to, com- you know, well, I said complain. I was going to say complain is a... Man, complain term. is an accurate term. <laughs> and one of his sayings was, "Is uh, you know, boys, y'all are riding a gravy train with biscuit wheels." That's right. That's <laughs> that was right. one of his sayings, and we're like, yeah, yeah. Looking back, yeah, I guess we were. It was a hard biscuit train. Though. Well, I remember. <laughs> so we can talk about this. I've told Jackie, and I've told a, I've told his son Josh that I'm I'm good friends with about this, but I had been through school at that point a year and a half. I mean, I'd gone through supposedly, quote unquote, all the hard classes because I was a wraparound. You start in January, mm-hmm. middle of the first you know year, the hardest two quarters, and then you go all through second year. You fake graduate. You walk <laughs> through the hand you a shell diploma. Doesn't have anything in it. It's all a lie. And then they say, "Go preach the gospel." In six months, when you finish, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm finishing up my six months, and I had two quarters left. Don about killed me in the Matthew class. And I don't know, do you remember the day when he, like, a bunch of people were saying, Brother Walker, we can't do this. Like, we're not we're not going to make it. Because he said, I see y'all uh, worried about that midterm. Go ahead and cross that out. <laughs> you remember what he did next? <laughs> no, I yeah. don't. Okay. Why don't we invite you on this show? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've, this whole episode will be me reminding you. selective memory of what happened when I went through school. So, Block traumatic experience. Yeah, yeah. No. He said, cross that midterm out. And all of us were like, oh. We were celebrating. And then he goes, inside. next Thursday, I want you to have a nine-page paper turned in on the, the kingship of Jesus yeah. throughout the book of Matthew. And, and then we stopped celebrating on the inside. And somebody, I think the following... Tuesday, two days from the paper turn-in, raised their hand and said, Brother Walker, I can't do this. Like, I, I can't make it. And uh, he looked at me. Who was it? I can't remember. It's probably Case. No, it's, <laughs> it's probably RJ um, or Drew. Sounds like something Drew would do. No, I no. doubt it was Drew. Does not sound like something Drew would no, say. No, but it was somebody that I think, I don't know, maybe Brother Gant. You know, maybe he was worried about all the workload and everything. I Um, I just remember Don looked at me and he goes, Brother Clark, you've been here a year and a half. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) And I stood up and I said, Brother Walker, I can honestly say. I'm not really sure that I'm going to pass right now. (laughs) I said, I've been through every class and I just don't know, because we had him as, it was his first time being the instructor, like his first year. Oh, dear. And so the story always goes, they're either too lenient or they're too like, whoa, there's a ton of workload. And so I graduate in January and it got worse for y'all. You remember what he made you do in John? Remind me. I was gone, <laughs> but I know. <laughs> you heard about, I do. Oh, I do remember. Yes. The final was... Uh, you had to, we went through the book of John, but it was, he would randomly select you and you had to talk for, I think it was five minutes mm-hmm. about whatever chapter of John we were on next. 
some of those chapters, that's not hard to do. Like you could talk mm-hmm. about John 4, you know, Jesus at the right. well with the woman of Samaria. Not hard. You get into chapters like John 15, John 16, it's like, how do you talk about that for five minutes? Off the top of your head, and you right. have to be prepared. I mean, you think about that, there's 21 chapters, five minutes, and you think about how much yeah. material you have to have memorized, because he could call on you for any of the chapters. Right. And the, he also made you guys write, like, what, two articles per chapter for turn-in? Yeah, it was Something. like one or two articles a week we had to turn in for mm-hmm. several weeks. Well, and that's so my dad did not believe me for years. And I finally mm-hmm. found it when we moved from Oakland back on campus. That Matthew final. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> was brutal. I mean, Matthew, it was a two hour class. Was right? there anything on your final? Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> that you wrote? <laughs> yes, yes. Thankfully, I made a C on it. I made an 84. I still have it. It's in my desk at my C's and D's at the get school. Degrees. That's what they. That's say. exactly right. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> A's and B's were not for me. So, <laughs> but no, I I remember he handed us the final, and when none of us believed the review was going to be accurate, we thought he was just messing with us. And he hands us the final, and he was serious. So no one, and it's our fault. No one took him seriously. And so I don't think a lot of us were as well prepared, but I think I was prepared. Well, you prepared, but you, you remember what it was. It was oh, like, yeah. there's no, okay. We need to back up it because took two and a half hours to take that final for some of y'all. Um, yeah. some, some, it took, <laughs> some of it, it took less. Um, do you, you remember we were assigned, I think the phrase from this episode will be, do you remember Jameson? <laughs> Jameson I, I no. could totally just be making this. Jameson, do you remember when Don Walker came in with a pig and he just said, yeah, yeah. I'm going to slaughter this pig like I'm going to slaughter this false doctrine? <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd probably be like, sounds like something. Yeah, he sounds would, about you right. Know. Um, we had each been assigned a chapter for the book of Matthew to do the points per chapter. And it you know, we didn't have 28 people in the class. And so some people had duplicate chapters. I don't remember how it worked out this way, but like five or six chapters were 10 points deep. And so when we got through the entire points per chapter for Matthew was like 148. I remember this. And then on the test, it was, list all the points per chapter that should have been the final alone like that that's you know that's a 143 point test Hmm. then after you've done that pick two of them that cannot coexist together they have to be on different topics and write about them the beatitudes i think so yeah and then when you were done with that go back to your points per chapter and pick out you know another section that did not correlate with the Beatitudes in any way or anything like that and write an article on it. And then when you finish that, there was something else to do. And I remember reading that going, I'm going to (laughs) fail. I mean, there's there's no point in me taking this. And somehow I passed, but Brother Walker, I had gotten done. I was always a fast test taker. You know, I I always finish quickly. Yeah, you were usually always one of the first ones done. And... I think it's because my brain just worked so fast. I had to get it out as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. But I walked in after an hour with that test, and I handed it to Brother Walker, and he said, 
there's no way you're done. And I said, Brother Walker, this is as good as this going to get. <laughs> just turned around and walked out. I feel like that's just kind of the, the slogan for Memphis School of Preaching at times, though. It's just like, you look at your grade, and you're like, how did I make a B? Oh, yeah. How did I pass? Yeah, the instructor is very gracious. I thought you were going to say the slogan is, this is as good as it's going to get. That's a good follow-up slogan. Well, so... <laughs> Another time, Brother Mosier told me once, he was like, you never made a C in my class. I was like, you gave me C's all the time. I got, I'd get so mad at him because he would he would say something. I would take the test, and then I would have written what I thought at least was what he had said. Yeah. And he would go, this isn't what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful that apparently he thinks so highly of his former students. Like, oh, you never made C's. Yeah. It's like Brother Mosier. <laughs> Brother Mosier, I only made C's in your class. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's like exact. So he came up to me in chapel one day and I was sitting with some buddies of mine. He comes up and talked to some of the new first years and he says, I'm still trying to find a test that Brother Kennedy can't make an A. And I said, Brother Mosher, you haven't given me an A yet. <laughs> what are you talking about? Brother Mosher, I don't even know if there be an A. It's like, I'm class. sorry, I misspoke. I'm trying to find a test that Brother Kennedy can make an A on. <laughs> <laughs> the best part Sounds was like he, Brother Dell's test. The best, easy little kindergarten test. Oh, little oh man. Test. The best part was he actually looked at me after I said that and looked. He's like, "Are you serious?" I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "Well, that ain't right." <laughs> like, the say, yeah, I know. Like, I agree with you. Sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Um, okay, so go ahead. I was going to say a, a former classmate of uh-huh. ours, uh-huh. mine. Um, I. One time, I think it was Brother Mosier had left a test for us. This was when we were over in the second year classroom. So after you had actually graduated and moved on. I got out of there. And now I'm there all <laughs> <survived>. the time. <laughs> Brother Mosier apparently had left a test for us. Right. Well, um, I guess the secretaries were looking for it and no one could find it. Um, and Brother Dell popped his head in and he asked about uh, asked about the test. You know, y'all know what a test is. And uh, RJ Tracy spoke up. <laughs> And he said, Brother Mosher, I've been praying. <laughs> Our brother Dale, I've been praying. And he laughed. And then he got real serious and pointed at RJ. He said, you quit praying. Yeah. <laughs> and then they eventually found the test and brought it in. So but that was. Well, and that's funny that you say that because when I was still in school, um, a, a sister in Christ was near death. And RJ had prayer in chapel that morning. RJ's an awesome guy. RJ is an amazing guy, but this was just like he just for some reason he could not go off book in prayer. Like this happened multiple times because in this specific occasion he was praying and he said, "Father, we pray for this dear sister, and you know we pray that you can restore her life. But if not, and you could tell, <clears throat> you could just hear." His his thoughts going. What do I say now? Yeah. There was this long pause, yes. and you could almost hear, or every head in the room sort of picked up. Yeah. Like, where's this going? And we thought, did RJ just die himself? What happened? And then RJ says, "But if not, we pray that she'll die safely." <laughs> to this day, greatest prayer yeah. I've ever heard in my life. And that sister did pass not too long after that prayer was said. And then another situation happened. Brother Liddell was here for both of those. Now all three. I didn't know about the test. Yeah, yeah. But RJ did it again, but not to the same level. Like he didn't pray for this person to die safely, but RJ put his foot in his mouth again. And we got into class and Brother Liddell said, brother, 
I believe if I were you, I'd stop praying. <laughs> if, they, if they ask you to lead prayer, you tell them no. He said, I don't never, I don't ever say that, but I'd stop praying if I were you. And I, I mean, we rolled. We oh, laughed wow. so hard at that. Um, that. That was also, that class was just such a joy to be a part of for the short time that I got to be there. Oh, yeah, we had fun, man. I mean, there was there was so many instances. You and I sat on the back row. Yeah. And I remember some people said, why are you on the back row? And I said, so that if I have to laugh, I can put my head down mm-hmm. and it not be obvious. And I put my head down a lot the first, oh, yeah. first quarter. We had a lot of fun in there. <laughs> Thankfully, the teachers let us have fun, too. Yes. But they were... Uh, you know, we worked hard, but yeah, they they would teachers would laugh with us a lot about stuff, um, especially in the second year. Yeah, um, brother Dale especially, he oh, had yeah. some health problems in kind of the middle of our second year, um, very serious health problems. Mm-hmm. But oh man, he was he was actually coming into school. He was the um, he was the instructor. I guess I would say I was the most intimidated by was yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know why, but he just struck me as real serious guy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he is. But um, what I realized really quickly was if you did what you're supposed to do, you did the work, you worked hard. Mm-hmm. He was he was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I was very relieved to find that out. <laughs> we had some pretty crazy moments when we were in school. We had one instructor walk into class, and this was like, Early in the morning, too. This wasn't even, like, having much of a day to actually prep for everything. One of the instructors comes in with a blowgun. <laughs> he says, hey, you guys want to see something cool? Like a blow dart? Like a blow dart gun. <laughs> Was that Brother Cates? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to show. Here's here's the ones who failed. Get ready. <laughs> he walks into class with three darts and this blowgun. <laughs> three of you failed. <laughs> and we're all sitting here like, Okay. Well, and I'm sitting over by the wall, and I don't know if you guys found this out, but the person who sits closest to the wall opposite from the door is never seen. Huh. They're never paid attention to and never seen. It's so weird. In Like, if you're in either class, if you're sitting in the first-year class, if you're just opposite from the door, or if you're in the second-year class and you're opposite from the door in the front row, yeah. you will not be seen. Huh. And But this day, that all changed. <laughs> Big tip for those of you who are yeah. going through oh, yeah. this or thinking about it. Yeah, this teacher comes in and says, RJ's been praying for some of y'all. <laughs> yeah. Find that seat. So I was sitting right there by the by the map on the wall. And he says, hey, you want to see something cool with this gun? And I'm like, what do you mean, see something cool? He gets the blow dart, puts a dart in it, and shoots the map right by my, where I'm sitting. So I'm just sitting here staring at this dart. And I look over at my, my roommate who's sitting next to me, and I said, he looked at me and said, the next one's coming straight at you. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what you did. Yeah. That's what you did. He knows that you cheated or something. You know? <laughs> just just confess. Yeah. That's like the parent who comes into the room and is like, anybody want to confess to what you did? And they have <laughs> I no know, idea. I know what you did. They have no idea. They're yeah. just like, they're going to see. And all the kids are like, how do they know? It's just those random like prison inspections that come yeah. to the cell through the bed over. Well, it's like that episode on Parks and Recreation where he's like, who broke it? Ron Swanson is the coffee maker, and everybody starts arguing and pointing the finger, and then it cuts to Ron and goes, I broke it. He said, said, things are getting too friendly around here. (laughs) Oh, man. So, 
not only do we have the history of school together, you and I also worked at GBN together. And what's funny to me, and it's not funny, funny, like, haha, but it's just like ironically funny. You're a preacher now, but when you started at GBN, you were like gung ho. That wasn't something you were interested in. And Adam went to you, I think at one time I was like, hey, I need some segments for a show and we need some of the guys here at the network to do it. And you did some and uh, Adam took a picture of it and then tried to share it the other day. Oh, yeah. And hilarity ensued because Facebook kept taking it down. Would you like to say what happened there? Because I think this is hysterical to me. I think he was just, uh, what did he say? Uh, Ten years later and you're still just as ugly as you've ever been or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Facebook was like, that's hate speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and then obviously we could message this stuff back and forth. Yeah. Apparently Facebook doesn't monitor their mm-hmm. messaging as closely as they do what's posted publicly. But uh, and we were more vicious too in yeah, the yeah, messaging yeah. with each other. Yeah, and I was like, Facebook has my back. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like because they've seen your front. <laughs> and, and then and then he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then because what did he do? He po- tried to post it again, but yeah. it's like he tried to make it nicer. You know, like repost it, and they took it down again. <laughs> so it would have been the greatest thing in the world if Adam somehow got banned from Facebook over that picture because oh, it was be one awesome. of the first days you were ever in studio i think probably the first time yeah i'm sure i was ever on studio and i mean I, I don't think i'd been working there all well 10 years ago that would have been 20 2013 yeah which would have been yeah. when i started working there so it's, it's been just a, 10 years jameson yeah. since we worked there that's a, as like to get cause crazy to think about it's coming up on eight years since i left yeah. And about that same time for you, almost nine years since you left, right? Because you yeah, left 20, in 2014. 20, well, 2015. 2015. That's, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you left after I did. Duh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I went and worked a sales job in Memphis for a year before MSOP. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's just like, it is really crazy, all the stuff that happened there. But we were, had so much fun. Were you there uh, when Boswell said goodbye to somebody who was leaving? I, I'm sure I was there, but I don't. Once so, again, the theme of this episode continues. Yeah. I don't well, remember. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I don't think I was there anymore. But somebody was leaving the network, and they weren't coming back. I think it was an intern or something, and they were they were leaving and saying goodbye to everybody. But Boswell didn't know that they were like leaving, leaving, and so they come in and they say, "Hey, I guess I'll see you later." And Boswell says, "Oh, are you leaving?" And they said, "Yes." And he goes, "Sweet, see ya." <laughs> Oh, no. And then he goes downstairs and he's told, yeah, they're not coming back. And he goes, what? <laughs> he's just been so rude accidentally to them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're gone. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Just, just looks out in the parking lot. This guy's like chasing down a car. Yeah. Come back. On a side note, this was, to me, this was just like so crazy and hard to believe. Um, not long after Boswell started working there, we had a, you know, in the South, you have these thunderstorms that come up from yep. time to time. And he had, I think I was up there talking to him about the time it was happening, and it thundered really loudly. And he was like, what was that? Uh, I was like, wow. It's like, that's thunder. Apparently, he never remembered hearing, he's from, uh, he had grew, grew up in Alaska. Right, which is a third Never world remembered hearing thunder in his life. Yeah. Which is just blows my mind, because I've heard it my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> so, which was, that was, that was just like. Wow, what a you are from a very different place than I'm from. Well, it's a third world country. Alaska? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they literally pay you to live there. 
I mean, <laughs> most places pay you to live there, but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean genuinely I know. the state I know. will pay. <laughs> I know. I'm just being mean. <laughs> That's normal. I don't know how to be nice. No. Um, Jameson, of the stories that you want to tell, because we, t- we tell everybody this, we know there's stories that are like either, yeah, they happen and they were funny, but they just don't belong on a like on the record. I don't like throwing people under the bus if that's right. what you mean. Um, talk about the top 10 fails. That you, no, <laughs> talk about some stories that you can discuss maybe from the, the time we had at GB and just some genuinely funny moments. Because like I think back to um, when we had, I can't remember his name now, Roger Comstock, who was going blind. And we didn't know that when he first came in. And Adam told me and you, hey, he can't see very well. We thought he was messing with us, and so he was like, you need to shine your phone flashlight at him when it's time to change camera, otherwise he won't see you. I didn't believe him, and so Adam says, all right, it's time to time to do a camera change, and I, I held my hand up like you normally would, and Adam goes, hey, have you lit your flashlight up yet? And I was like, I'm not doing that, and he goes, no, I'm serious, you have to do that. <laughs> I Because Adam would mess with people like oh, that yeah, just yeah. for fun, and so that's the kind of stuff I'm thinking of is like, do you have any memories of our time like that from GBN that you look back and go, man, that was hysterical? I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I can't remember specifics, but there was so, I mean, every day we like, you know, we had fun. I mean, yeah. Adam and I still talk, you know, we don't talk every day, but we talk fairly often and, yeah. you know, still friends. One of the most interesting things we ever did um, was we went to... Adam and I, we went to, I guess it was, we drove to West Virginia yeah. overnight one night because we were doing a Alexander Campbell documentary. That's right. Uh, with David Kenny, which if you go, if you want to watch that, if you go to uh, GBN's YouTube page, it's, and sort it by their most popular, it's one of the most popular videos I've ever had. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Because you were on it. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was, uh, Adam put me down in the credits as David Kenny's stunt double. So. <laughs> Because he had a, he had a beard. Yeah, I, I can had a see beard. it. Yeah, or I think I don't know that I had a beard like I do now. But but anyway, like we left uh, GBN and Olive Branch on Wednesday night. I think we stopped in Jackson, Tennessee, mm-hmm. to go to church, and then we drove all through the night. Yeah, got to Alexander Campbell's uh, the house there, um, in I guess it's in West Virginia, right? Um, filmed all day, and then. We went back to wherever the house we were staying and crashed. I think, I think we ended up adding it up, and we went. We both went almost forty-eight hours without sleep. Like we were on the way to where we were going to eat supper that Thursday night. Like Adam and I both, and Adam was driving. <coughs> Adam nodded off at the red light, and like they had to be like, "Hey, dude, it's green," <laughs> and I did too. Like we were like falling asleep on the way to the restaurant. Um, so you got a glimpse into what my normal life is like. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Everyday life for Michael. Isn't, isn't it amazing? Um, no, I do think sometimes my dad, I've heard the stories about like my dad will send an email at like 3.30 in the morning and stuff. And then I'll be on Discord talking to the guys scattered abroad. And I'll look up and I'm like, it's 2.45. I should probably not send this. And I'm like, who cares? Jameson's not going to get it. Jameson won't say it. Let's talk about that because there's some fun stuff. But also a good thing. One of the quirks about Jameson, that's a neat thing. It's not like, a you know, I make fun of him for it, but... You can make fun of me for it. It's okay. How many years now have you gone without a smartphone? 
I think I got it halfway through school, so I think I got it in 2017. Yeah, so we're coming up on six years now, yeah. six. So um, some funny stuff that happens because of your smartphone that I don't know if you know that I know. Um, when you get a text message and we're on the phone, I can hear it. No, I'm sure you can. It's it's, <laughs> it's very loud. It, it vibrates so loud, and I didn't. I've, I've never thought about that before. Um, what are you gonna do if they kill your style of phone? Uh, just nomad it and never have a phone again. <laughs> I might. I just might start sending up smoke signals for you. Hey, yeah, would you yeah. like to trade this player for this player? Yeah. <laughs> just spell it out in the sky. Yeah. Get a banner behind an airplane. Um. No, I. I don't know what I would do. Because I mean, it's 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 rare for somebody of our age to not have a smartphone. But your your motivation behind it, I think, is very noble. You know, it's like, why do I want that distraction? Yeah. You know, and true to form, you know, you do get a lot of stuff done. Yeah, and part of that is because I have that. So you know, it's less distraction, less temptation, less uh, more productivity. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm willing to give all that up, and I'm also less accessible. Yeah, and I like that. Yep, <laughs> I don't yep. want someone to be able to contact. If like, if you're going to contact me, there better be a reason. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not going to call me or text yeah. me unless there's a purpose behind it. So right. it's it just makes it. Nobody's you know, poking you on Facebook anymore. Oh man, you know, isn't you know, that the dumbest feature? Occasionally, someone will poke me. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. What decade are you living in? I think that I think it's just weird though. And I'm I'm always looking and go. I'm pretty sure they've been hacked. They're, they don't normally poke people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I hadn't thought about that, but surely I didn't even know that was a thing you could still do. Yeah. But I didn't either. I, I until think like it, last year I got poked again. I think it does still exist in some way. You can figure out a way to do it. They've made it difficult because I tried after I got poked to figure out like, well, where do you go to poke somebody? And so I clicked on a profile of like Megan and I was looking around like there's no poke button. That so used how to be the this, thing. Yeah. And I don't know, like I, people used to use it as like a, Hey, I messaged you. I'm I'm poking to remind you that there's a notification from me. Oh yeah. Well, it doesn't get used like that anymore because now you can just like I don't you don't know this, but do you know what Facebook will do if you got a Facebook message? The new update, what it does now? No. My phone, I started noticing there was an update with Facebook and now like the next day it'll say reminder. You get a notification, reminder, Jameson sent you a message twelve hours ago. Oh, really? Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know that I like that. Jameson's like, I'm going to Verizon after this. Yeah, no. No, no, I don't don't want my phone reminding me I haven't read a message because there's a reason I've not read it. It's helpful (laughs) with some things because like when you, like I got two or 300 messages after we announced my mom had cancer. I could see that. And I was going through, and I finally had to say to some people, like the probably the worst, and there's some people out there, if you are one of these people, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's a... it's a neat feature. I don't know if I don't know if I like it completely or not because, like you said, there's some messages where it's like, yeah, I didn't respond to that for a reason. Yeah, which I guess you know, if it is important, it's nice to be reminded of it. Um, if it is important, Joshua, were you alive <laughs> when when Facebook? Probably not. The, oh, the poke feature was popular on Facebook. Do you remember that at all? I I remember it being popular. I know it's kind of actually coming back in some ways. Oh, really? You know, he's um, in his twenties, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. but just to make it sure, yeah, Facebook. But like to put this in perspective, just I a was wee little lad. It was <laughs> who are your who are your five? My five. Yeah, let me put it. What? There we go. We found it. You you remember the five? 
from MySpace, your five top friends. Oh, no, I was there. Oh, yeah, I think I do remember. Yeah. Did Facebook do that at some point? No, I don't think. I think Facebook was just like everybody. I was never on MySpace. I did never. Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Um, now keep but anyway, I, I got Twitter profile when I was 16 and Facebook as well, which means that that would have been 2007. So how old were you in 2007? I was six in 2007. So see, yeah. there you go. When there I signed go. up for yeah. social media, he, Same. Was, yeah. he was in kindergarten or first grade. Now, keep in mind also on social media, like I didn't even get it until like I was 17. Yeah. So like. Was yeah. that a parent decision or your own decision? Yes. Or both? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I didn't have a phone until I was a little bit older too. I mean, you know. Like when I got look, a job in high school was when I got a phone. Look, Michael, yeah. I, I didn't get social media until I had friends. Okay. <laughs> Why do you have it now? No. <laughs> then, then why do you need it? Yeah, we had you on this podcast out of pity. Um, no. <laughs> and you're co-hosting. You're co-hosting. <laughs> I'm co-host. I gotta be made to feel special. Um. Okay. We need to talk about the Duluth campaign just a little bit more. You remember the mall? Then I have another campaign story, but go ahead. Good. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay. The I, I think I have told my perspective of the mall. And I never is, felt so illegal in all my life. This is probably the worst way. I like that comment, though, because it makes me feel confident that you're going to be able to remember this. The whole episode, I've been going, do you remember this? James like, no. <laughs> like, I was there, but no. I My whole brain wasn't do working. Do you remember then. the break-in? Oh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> Tell them your side of the mall story. Well, it was, we had, did we have flyers? Mm -hmm. We had something we were handing out. Right. We were door knocking. It was the last day, and it was like, I think it was the afternoon of the last day. Like yeah. we were, you know, it, it was, we were done, you know, yeah. we, we were tired, and, but we still had all these flyers. And so right. what we did is we went to a mall there, I guess it was in Duluth. Yeah. And we just went through the parking lot of this really big mall and just started putting them on everyone's windshield. The uh, mall security does not like it if you do that, no. by the way. Not um, at all. If they're listening, I'm like, we got them. We've been looking for these guys. <laughs> I seriously for doubt. Six years. They, I seriously doubt they're still looking for us. But if they are, it was all Michael's idea. It was. Yes. Um, the rest of us were forced to comply. So, but no. But anyway, a couple of guys got caught and were told, "Hey, y'all need to get out of here." Mm -hmm. uh, Michael and I did not get caught because we were like weaving through the parking lot on foot, <laughs> like hiding behind vehicles. Um, I'm look, sure we look crazy suspicious. And but. we were also at times like I'd pull out my keys and I'd start going like this, like I was looking for my car. <laughs> I was straight up. We're playing Assassin's Creed in real life. Yeah. And then after that happened, uh, do you remember what I did after that? Because we, we didn't get to stay because they started like literally driving up and down each side of the lot. Cause oh, yeah. The guys that got caught. We went into the mall. Yeah. But, and they had like these different racks with like information. Um, I, can't, I guess it was local businesses mm -hmm. is what had it there. And there, where there were empty slots, we just put the flyers in the racks there yeah. inside the mall. And then I went and bought a scarf so that it wouldn't look suspicious that we went into the <laughs> yeah, mall. Because going in and buying a scarf <laughs> yeah. is not suspicious. Well, I went in, it, it was for my wife, you know. <laughs> right. I went in with a bunch of like tracts. Or as the kids say today, that's sus. Yeah, that's sussy. <laughs> <laughs> I went in with a bunch of materials and I came out with a bag. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um but a the paying people customer, who, what are they gonna do to you now? Yeah, I mean the people who got caught, I mean, they, they gave us up immediately. Like they didn't even yeah. say, oh, okay, well we'll stop and then just leave it at that. They both were like, Well, over on the other side, there's two other guys. 
that are doing this too. So that's why they started coming to look for us. Yeah, it's like, thanks, guys. Because then they called me and I said, you did what? Why did you tell them? Like, <laughs> you know, give us a chance here. You can tell them information. You don't have to tell them all the information. I'm sure security loved their job that day because oh, they actually had something fun to do. They were, I'm sure they were just kind of like, this is awesome. Oh, that's And we true. did. <laughs> yeah, you've I'm got sure. a campaign story, I know. But we did like that day knock like, you know, 2,000 doors if we counted each vehicle as a door. So that, that, if I remember right, I think we did count them. <laughs> we did. I was like, hey, one car represents one household. So let's you, do it. You do know the like straight up, they had a war room in that mall they're they're sitting here okay coordinating with all the different teams that are going over probably and then they're like who's that who's that scrawny little white kid that's walking in here with a bunch of pamphlets that's that's subject yeah. number one i imagine their security team was not that concerned about us because <laughs> I'm, I'm with you if they had really thought they yeah. could have figured out where we were oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. escorted Easy. us out but I don't think that they realize we're not like breaking into cars we're not stealing mm-hmm. anything and i don't think they were because we had separated, I think we yeah. split up to make it. I'd gone like five rows over, and you'd I think gone I was five in a rows over. Garage at some point, passing them out in a parking garage. You probably were, because it was a big mall. Yeah, I mean, because we and there we was went in the parking garage. We went with like two thousand flyers, and we handed yeah. all of them out, so we counted all of them. Yeah. So there was one. It, this just made me think of it, and I'll get to Jameson as soon as I can. This just popped in my head when you were talking about handing stuff out in the parking lot. Yeah. Have y'all ever had other groups come to a gospel meeting and hand out stuff in your parking lot? Yeah, well, that same week, you remember with the voting day, we tried to go to the polls oh, and yeah, hand stuff out, not. and they would not let us. Yeah. Um, and they we tried to stay 10 feet mm-hmm. away and hand stuff out, and they wouldn't let us. But there were people coming to the we meeting that week stand. trying to hand out, I think, pamphlets about Hillary and Trump. Mm-hmm. Weren't, weren't there some people they at the gospel were. meeting? I think I saw some that were like, hey, how are y'all voting this, you know, this Tuesday? And it was awkward. Oh, man. Yeah. We, I think we did hand or tried to hand some out like we could stand 50 you know, feet kind of like across the street or right. something mm-hmm. and do it. But and then no one came our way because they knew we were handing stuff out and they didn't want to do it. When we were standing right in yeah. the entrance, everybody was like, yeah, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was the guy that was like, how can we not break the law while breaking the law? What's the what's, what's the, the most legal way to get it's around a, this? You should have been an attorney, Michael. I should have been. Probably the weirdest one I've ever had of someone handing out stuff at a gospel meeting was when the congregation I was attending, they had a gospel meeting one time. And like four or five of the deacons just kind of went outside really quickly. Yeah. And, you know, we're all sitting around like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And we went outside and looked, and the cars had KKK flyers <laughs> on every single one. Well, let's the KKK get those off the cars real quick. <laughs> Why? The preacher we had was black. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's unfortunate. And so we were looking at the, I was talking to the deacons. I said, so. How, like how many did y'all take up? They said it was on every single car. Those guys went out there and did it in like five minutes, got it all taken care of, and then left. And we're just sitting mm. here like, you have got to be kidding me. Because I didn't realize that kind of stuff still happens. And unfortunately, I guess we it does. No, it did. <laughs> to, to be completely clear, we were not the ones passing those flyers out. No, Jameson different flyers, yeah. different different day, flyers, different, different day, different organization, <laughs> and way more sinful. <laughs> way more sinful. Um. So what is the other campaign story you have? And then I have two more things, okay. and maybe it'll bounce off to you again. You know, it's, it's your call. So what okay. campaign story? Is it from one that we did together or no? No, it's from, the, from our second year. We went, okay. to, we went to North Carolina. Yeah. I can't remember the city, but we went to North Carolina. Um, good folks there. Um, we had a good trip. Um, and we were door knocking in a neighborhood 
and it was a group of four of us. I think I, I think I was the lone. Yeah, I was the lone second year student. We had three first years that were with me, and we had split up in groups of two to cover the neighborhood a little bit more quickly. Um, and the guy I was with, we had finished up, and we were going to find the other two, and they were standing there, and they were talking to this guy. Um, and we came up and he said a lot of really crazy stuff. Um, his hands were orange, Mm -hmm. um, like the palms of his hands were orange. Right. Um, and this guy talked, said a lot of crazy things. Um, some things I will not repeat. Um, but then. He asked one of the first year guys, he was like, hey, do y'all like knives? And one of the first year students piped up and said, yeah. He's like, I'll be right back. (laughs) And they were following him. I was like, look, we do not go in this guy's house. (laughs) And he came back out and he proceeded to hand all four of us like nice pocket knives. And... I have here before me the knife that this crazy dude from North Carolina handed me, and I carry it with me all the time. And it is it is a really nice pocket knife. Um, we invited him to come. He did not show up. Um, but yeah, that was the that that was probably the craziest door knocking situation I've ever been in. And I but I got something out of it. You just reminded me of something we had. We were door knocking in Mississippi one time. And we were just going down just a regular, normal suburb, you think? It's going to be no problem at all. What area of Mississippi were you in? Tupelo. Okay. And we were going down one of these uh, neighborhood streets, and this guy flags us down. It's me and a friend of mine, and he's just like, hey, what are are y'all doing out here? And so we told him we were out door knocking. We were trying to invite people to our meeting and everything. And the guy was like, oh, that's really nice. He said, I'm a... A uh, deacon at such and such uh, denominational church. I can't remember exactly which one. And he says, do you guys like birds? Here's a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the time, I'm like, okay, we just need to be ready to run. I have no idea what this I don't guy's going to do. <sighs> you know, and he says, he opens up his garage. And there are hundreds of parrots, parakeets, cockatoos, so Toucans. many sounds, sounds toucans. Like Tuc- there was you remember George of the Jungle? So was this? Tell was me this y'all. Like tell me y'all remember that bird smuggler? Is that what this guy was? I don't know, but this guy like it was so loud and exotic bird smuggler. That's on top my of that, first thought. On top of that, I kid you not, one of the birds said, "Run away!" I kid <laughs> you not. <laughs> one of the birds. Straight up said that. And bad, I'm, man, bad man, bad man, bad <laughs> man. And I'm just like, what is going on? The guy was super nice, just showed it to us and everything, and then said, well, we hope y'all have a great meeting, and y'all get a lot of people that come. He said, I just wanted to show it to you and see. And I'm like, we just got free admission to the weirdest zoo I ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, you go to the next house, and the guy goes, do you like geckos? <laughs> <laughs> I think I have something you want to see. You know that guy from the Geico commercials? He's in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's here. Yeah. He's with us. 
Um, that is hysterical. Oh, a bird, exotic bird smuggling. He might have been. I guess. I mean, that's <laughs> it's North Mississippi. There's no telling. Gotta um, make a living somehow. All right. Two two things. One is a two parter, and then the other is a quick thing. Art imitates life. Life imitates art. It's incredible. There are two dates that I would like to call to Jameson's attention because this is like the the finest moments of my fantasy football career. Oh, okay. December 15th, 2013. Kansas City played the then Oakland Raiders. Was Do this the you... Monday night game? No, that's 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 the, that's that's the, the other finest. Part that's the finest. It, okay. It's not a part of this, though. Oh, okay. Um, do you remember what happened on that day with Jamal Charles? Oh, that was back when he was still a, a beast. Yes, I'm guessing he had like a 200 plus yard day. He did, and also scored five touchdowns. Oh, and I played Jamison that day, and I was driving, going somewhere. And I remember I turned the game on because I was losing at the time. And then it said, Jamal Charles scores his third touchdown. I was like, yes, because I couldn't check the score because I didn't have my, my phone, you know. Yeah, that pre-smartphone age. Right. And then all of a sudden it said, it cut back like five minutes later. It goes, Jamal Charles has scored his fourth touchdown. And I was like, this is the greatest day ever. <laughs> and 10 minutes later it goes, a fifth touchdown for Jamal Charles. And I was just like. Jameson is going to be so mad when he looks at the score. So that was December 15th, 2013. December 13th, 2015. Oh, wow. Two years almost to the day later. You remember the Khalil Mack game? Oh, yeah. He must have. He had a game somewhere where he got like a ton. He had like, what, four or five sacks? He had five sacks. Yeah. So think about that. December 13th. 15th, 2013, and then December 13th, 2015. Five touchdowns, five, five sacks. Five touchdowns, five sacks. Both scored like 100 points. Yeah. And both helped me win. Now, third part of this, because you, you brought it up. I couldn't, I didn't remember it at the time. I remember going into Monday Night Football years ago. The Chiefs were playing the Rams in the year that the, the Patriots would beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. It shouldn't have been the Patriots. It should have been the Chiefs. And it should have been the Saints. But anyways, we'll get to that another day. <laughs> um, I went into that game, and I, I, I always say this to Jameson. I'll call him up if he's beating me by a lot, and I'll be like, look, all I need is like 400 points, and I'll be good because we do some crazy scoring. We did much crazier scoring back then. So I called him. I was like, man, all I need is a Monday Night Miracle. And I think both of us were just kind of like, but it ain't happening. That was the game. I had Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes going. I had Todd Gurley and Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey. Those players scored 600 points that night. And I went from being down, or they scored 400 because I was down 200. Yeah. I went by being down 200 to winning by 200. And I called Jamison the next day and I was like, I cannot believe that that happened. It's like the audio replaying from the what the miracle on ice do. You believe yeah. in miracles, yeah. Yeah, and so I owe everything. Still on Monday nights. I owe everything in my fantasy football career to Khalil Mack, Jamal Charles, <laughs> yeah. and the Kansas City LA Rams game from a few years back. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um, final thing. 
that I have, and then if you've got anything else, you were one of the ones that would go with me to Waffle House. Now, I have talked about that, but I'd love to get your perspective on it. Talk about the Waffle House mornings when we were in school. Yeah, we would, what, we'd get up and get there at 4 or 4.30, something like that, Mm -hmm. before test day, and we would just, we'd eat, and we would just review over and over, you know, I think we did typically like flashcards. We run through whatever it was we had to remember. We would yep. just go over it and over it and over it. And half the time, about halfway through it, Michael would sort of fall asleep. Yep. Um, that's about right. <laughs> Michael would always like, we would study real hard and then he'd fall asleep and then he'd be ready for the test at that point. He was yeah. just on pause. I had to I had to load the information up. Yeah. I had to upload <laughs> right. to the cloud. Downloading, downloading. And then on the same vein, so there was a day when we had finals. We went. This was the Genesis test. And that's what I was wondering. Um, we went to Waffle House, and we had the Genesis test. And at that time, I don't know how they still – how the Brother Bland does it at this point. Um, but the final was two points per chapter, you know, 100 points total. And at Waffle House, I couldn't get it. Then we were given the entire first block. We'd already taken that test, so we had two straight hours after that to study. I still couldn't get it. And I remember – I don't even know if Jameson knew at the moment that I caught this, but I remember at one point Jameson shot a look my way like, this guy's going to (laughs) fail. And, I mean, I thought, I'm going to (laughs) fail. And because he asked me, he was like, chapter three, and I didn't know it. I couldn't remember chapter three. And Jameson's just looking at me like incredulously like, bro, what is wrong with you right now? And it was the last batch of finals I had to take. Mm-hmm. And so if I failed it, I was in trouble. And somehow the test happened and I got an 88 out of 100. <laughs> I have no idea to this day how that happened. But talk to them from your perspective because we've never gotten that on the record. Yeah, well, all I really remember, we obviously studied a lot for it that morning. But I remember, I think, the last block, we were like 30 minutes before the test. I think we went in the chapel. Yeah. Because you just wanted somewhere, some peace and quiet. I needed a different scene to maybe and get I just this remember information. trying to go through those with him and him not remembering. I just remember there. I remember saying things like, you know, hey, man, you're going to get it. You're going to be all right. And in my head, I was like, this dude's failing. <laughs> <laughs> what was coming out of my mouth and what I was thinking in my head were not the same thing. But I was like, I got I to gotta, I gotta encourage him. I can't let this yeah. dude like... You know, he may fail, but he's at least going to be somewhat confident and I, in failing. I just remember that, you know, the piece of paper was put in front of us and it was numbered, I think, one to 50. Mm-hmm. And there were like little sections you could put. And I just remember it felt like all of a sudden my brain was just like, got it and started moving. And yeah. the, the 12 that I missed were the last, um, what would that be? The last six chapters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got all the way up to 44 correct and then just blanked yeah about joseph's remainder of joseph's life no <laughs> so it, it's kind of funny that you brought that up because that test is exactly the same whenever i was in school yeah and the night before for some reason it got pushed to the night before i don't know why it got pushed that far because i think we had like some other commentaries or something we were writing yeah there, there was a lot of other stuff yeah. going on which yeah. is part of the reason why we were Struggling. Yeah. At that point was there was a lot and you just had to take it a oh, day yeah. at a time almost. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I had been studying for every other test and I forgot about Genesis until <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I'm sitting in here trying to get this together and my roommate, he just walks past me and he has two bangs. 
Now, I don't know if y'all have ever had a bang energy drink. I thought not. you meant like holding hair in his No. <laughs> no. What's <laughs> up, <Sub> Josh? <laughs> oh, no. Energy drink. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two bang yeah. energy drinks. Just got these and cut I off said, my head. I told him, I was like, what What are you doing? He said, I'm, go- I'm just going to drink these. I'm going to stay awake tonight, and I'm going to do the test. He drank both of them within 30 minutes no, of the man. other. That's not smart. I walk into his room to see how he's progressing with it and just ask if maybe we could do some back and forth. I look on the bed. He is laying on the bed like a corpse. And his whole body's vibrating. <laughs> <And> he's just <laughs> like, is it normal to hear your heart rate? <laughs> I was, see sounds. Yeah, he's, I was he's, like, he's just sitting there going, <laughs> I can hear the Old Testament. <laughs> It's like, well, good. You need to be hearing yeah. a lot of Genesis. <laughs> yes. You know, like, dude, if we could, uh, if we could go back with the equipment we have now, like I have so many different microphones and so many, like what we're recording on right now is my own stuff. I could have like crushed it in school if if I knew like the week before the test, hey, the test is going to be 50, 50 points, you know, or hundred points per two per chapter. I could have gone home. I could have grabbed the mic and been like, all right, chapter one, boom, boom, boom. And then you just played that all week long and just gotten it. Like one of the easiest ways, if you're thinking about coming to the Memphis School of Preaching, let me do my job for a minute, guys. Yeah, go ahead. Um, if you're thinking about coming to the Memphis School of Preaching, get you a Yeti mic. Mm-hmm. And when you have to do memory work, like when you get the syllabus, record yourself reading all the memory work and then just play it on a loop every day of the night before. When you have a test coming up, record whatever the answers are and play it. During the test. No, play it before the <laughs> test happens, and you will crush it. It's not hard. It's just repetition. And mm-hmm. just like your favorite song gets stuck in your head and other stuff, that happens because you listen to it as much as possible. So, msop.org, um, you know, reach out to me, uh, M- M- Clark M-C-L-A-R-K-E, I did have to think about it, <laughs> at msop.org. Be happy to talk to you about enrollment at MSOP. Guys, you got anything else to add? No, I think I'm... That's I certainly can't remember anything else. Um, <laughs> you haven't remembered anything on this yeah, whole podcast. Yeah, but no. And this has been Jameson doesn't remember. Yeah, that's the, right. The best thing that Jameson remembered was when some psycho gave him a knife that he's brandishing <laughs> right now. <laughs> look at it. Look how, look how big of a knife it is. I mean, that is a nice knife. It's about the size of your mic. Actually, it's a little yeah, big. It is oh, the size of your mic. Yeah, if it's you want to picture it, you know, imagine holding a handhold mic, you know, the old pulpit mic cover, yeah and it's like it's longer than the yeah. microphone because the mm-hmm. xlr cables also included in that length there so hold oh, yeah. it to the but yeah it's it's taller <laughs> yeah it's um, a massive knife well this is season three you know of did that really happen and jameson's struggling to close the knife i would have laughed so hard <laughs> if you slit your I finger can't, open like, take my finger off <laughs> yes um we love doing this show and I've been happy to have Josh on it today with me. Josh is our producer of this show. He uh, kind of helps line up a lot of the guests that we have normally. He had some stuff going on this past year that made it a little bit more difficult, and so he's still doing the best job that he can. Next year and going forward, um, we're looking at having a really good lineup for you as well, as well as this season. We've got some names that you'll recognize, names that you won't, and stories that you don't know, and I think that will be a wonderful thing. So the final story that I will tell is the, the worst thing I know about Jameson. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. 
We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.